welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And if you guys missed us last week, it's because we went on vacation. That's it's possible. True. People can go on vacation poorly planned. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we actually were bringing the mic with us and then got down the road and we're like, shit, we forgot the mic. Yeah, that's all. And then we thought to ourselves, that's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it was also like one of those things where, I mean, it's the music episode, so we're kind of like, uh, you know, like, let's listen to the music a little bit more. Let's kind of, you know, feel it a little bit more. And, and that's kind of where we went with it because we were under the gun a lot last week to get out the house. But we did make it out of the house. We did go to sunny Florida. You did, um, I believe you read like 10 pages of your book, right? The 90s by Chuck Klosterman. Yeah, I think I, I read two chapters. Exciting. Uh, did you listen to the music that we we have on deck? I made a big old playlist. Did you? I listen did. To it? I did. All right. Well, I will say I gave it a um, an eighty percent. You know what I mean? Like if a song was boring me, maybe I skipped it. I mean, should a, I not admit that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you should admit it or not, but I mean, I think it's fine. You know, I mean, I usually don't do that. I usually listen to it while I'm working, so like it's. In my head, but I actually sat down and like was like, I need to listen to this. So it's kind of hard to just focus on listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, especially when it's not like things that maybe you were listening to at the time. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I, I have to say, I feel like it was uh, not sleepy, but it was one of those kind of months where you're just like, okay, like I like some of the stuff. I don't hate some of the stuff. If I heard it on whatever, you know, music throwback channels, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like change the channel, but I also wouldn't necessarily recognize anything per se. Did you have any of these albums? No, I, no, no, no. I had a, I had the Rancid self-titled album. So that one I, I, I was like, oh yeah, I listen, I've heard this album. So I actually was more familiar with that. I think we've heard the Red House Painters from last year. So like they're just releasing albums every month. Um, the Blur album was, was pretty good. Um, that wasn't so bad listening to that. That was rated one of the top albums of the month too. Uh, Run DMC, I mean, again, they've been releasing a lot of albums. It's not like this is the first one on the scene, so they've been around. I did not know who PJ Harvey was, so you're going to explain a little bit more of that to me, because I did not know that. I just have one song I know of hers. Right. It was not on this album, but you would know it if you heard it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, then we had a big Janet Jackson um, record that came out, album that came out, but... Before we dive into the meat of the episode, or if you're vegetarian, the impossible filling, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. We had impossible raviolis, so that's why I'm thinking about that. Yeah. They uh, tasted like Chef Boyardee. I think that did. if you really like yes, that Chef like Chef Boyardee yes. meat yep. taste and you don't want to eat as much meat or you don't eat meat, you'll probably love them. I never like Chef Boyardee. So Boyardee. Chef. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, this is... Well, let's tell the people who we are. I'm Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hi. We are the 90s Mixtapes. We are going back 30 years in time. To three? 30? I oh, said three I thought, zero. I said three 30. I thought you said three. I'm 30. like, oh. So we are going back 30 years in time. Dating uh, ourselves. Once a week, uh, our podcast drops, and we discuss music, TV, potpourri, movies, and every now and again you'll get an extra one because there's five weeks in that month. Now, this month, like I said, this is our this is our Friday drop, coming in a little hot, maybe on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, whatever day. But this is our music episode for the month of May. So, if you like what you hear, 
We are at BLC underscore pod on Twitter. We are also where on Instagram? Ooh, we are um, BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. And Becky left the chat at Gmail if you want to drop us a line. We are really going to change that Gmail, though. So We're really going to change probably all of it to make sure. sense. Yeah, well. But we're going to keep, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about how we're going to change it for like at least another seven months. have to, because that's the kind of people we are. Eventually, <laughs> it'll get to a level where we'll you're see. like, we need to change it. So this month, we're talking about the music that came out in May of 93. So as we were mentioning before, Jen, I was tracking a couple different albums that came out. So when I was reviewing the albums that came out, I came up with the following. A PJ Harvey album called Rid of Me. Mm-hmm. Blur, Modern Life is Rubbish. Red House Painters, uh, it's with the roller coaster on the cover. Janet Jackson's self-titled album, Janet. And I also, I, I there was the Roots Organics, but I couldn't really find that anywhere. The Red House Painters aren't even on the wiki page for 93 Music, so you must have done a deep dive. Yep, and then Run DMC, Down with the, the King. The Roots, we had a lot of stuff we probably Rancid. could. But well, the, the Roots, Roots album, album. Was, was called Organics. It wasn't, I couldn't find it. Mm. I couldn't find it. So I was on Spotify trying to find some of the stuff. Some best of, ab- oh, Rod Stewart, Unplugged. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, no, I have no one's fine. I mean. You, there was a lot of music. It's just. Um, well, you also get a lot of, you know, you, I, you get a lot depending on where you put it. Like, for example, Janet Jackson's um, big single that came out actually came out April 20th. So it really gets to a point that you're like, okay, how do you want to portray or look at some of this? Because when I'm looking on albumtheyear.org and I'm taking a look at some of the different stuff that's there, you know, you're getting like a Ween song that's a single. You're getting a Radiohead song that's a single. Because singles release when they release in that month, remember, they would be released on an actual physical, you know, piece of media. So that's why that single or an LP, um, you know, a smaller album, all that stuff is going to be released that month. But maybe the main album didn't come out until, you know, a month later, two months later, three months later, that's, or it already came out, right? Because that Ween album, I think that the singles coming out from had already come out. Wait, did you say that Janet Jackson song came out in April? Because her album came out in May. Right. So April 20th, the single comes out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because, yep. you you know, I got you. back in this time, yeah, you that's would what release the single earlier. I mean, even now, like, the Foo Fighters just released back a single for, for an album that's coming out in June. You know, so, like, here's the first single, and they might release another single. That's just how it worked, right? You get the single out so that people hear it on the radio, and they like it, and they go out and buy the album. Amy right? Mann's debut album came out, too. Well, I mean, great. when you put me in charge of trying to no, I, I listen. I put it all together. There was a lot of um. There's a lot, and it was a lot of things that weren't um in your face. Like, oh yeah, this is what we have to go over. You know, so. So when when I was looking, uh, the Blur album. I'll continue to put you in charge. Was actually rated one of the top ten album releases of the year. Modern Life is rubbish. Interesting. I listened to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I consistently find myself enjoying Blur. I, I feel like the sound sounds great. I feel like Oasis and Blur hit that same sort of sweet spot for me where they're kind of coming out. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming Oasis is going to be later, right? Because it's just the, the time that we're tracking because there's been a bunch of Blur albums. So, like, I don't think... I think Oasis probably was it, a little bit influenced by Blur, I would guess. It does seem like there's a going... English There's rockers. a going. There's a going to be a Blur album out, like... Every year for the mm-hmm. next couple of years, you know they have a lot of albums out. And when I think about Blair, I think about um, there are a few, there are a couple of hits. You know, like song two and like boys and like girls and mm-hmm. that. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't familiar with any of this album. 
Right. But I enjoyed. I mean, it was good. It was. It, yeah, I, I mean, enjoyed I, it. And the album's called very Life Is Rubbish. British. Very British. Very. Um, it, it it almost it really feels kind of and has almost that that angsty type uh, feel too that grunge music is starting to kind of get and seep in. Not the same sound, same kind of feel. Uh, I enjoyed it. I actually listened to it. I was like, huh, okay. On a one to ten on a rewatch, uh, like a uh, re-listen scale, like would I mind if this album popped up? No, I, I really it was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Red House Painters, they're just kind of becoming a thing that I'm like, wow, I... We're just tracking them. <laughs> I think I kind of, like, I keep hearing their sound, and I don't hate that either, right? I mean, I kind of feel like it's the same thing, where I'm like, I don't hate it, I don't love it. I'm trying to think of, like, parallels for... They remind me of, like, a cross between, like, they remind like, emo. Mm-hmm. Like, Get Up Kids type emo emo, and... Just like '90s rock, right? And it, it, but they do have an emo-ish thing about them way before emo, like way before it's time, you know. And it's just in, like in mainstream. Like I don't want to say that it's like mid-card type <laughs> music. I don't want to say it's like lower notch because I, I, but I just never heard of them. So commercially, no. they never like broke through. But then I hear it, I'm like, well, I could hear all of the pieces are here, all of the, the sound, everything is here. Um, it sounds good. I, I, I didn't dislike it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, how'd you feel? You like it too? I mean, same thing. Yeah. I'm not offended. It was, I was fine. Like, it's good. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me. We're not, I'm not a hip hop uh, historian by any stretch of the imagination, but the Run DMC album, listen to that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. I mean, I don't. I, I might have enjoyed that the most of all the albums. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, the Janet Jackson album, which we'll get to in a minute. Well, that, that I mean, that tough. is. That was tough for me. Was it? Person. But I feel like some of the. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. And... Yeah, I'm not. Well, that's, that's more about your music preference, especially in the 90s. I'm looking at the rest of the board. The Rancid album. I know you like Rancid, so you had this album. I did. Tell have me about this Young album. Jen. When did she get this album? What does she like about this album? I probably got it years after it came out. Um, yeah, I liked Rancid, so I got this album. There's nothing like. It's not as good as a lot of their other albums, but right. I think at that time it was like maybe they had two or three out, so I needed to get this. Right. Um, so I actually, you know, was listened to it and it put me down in a nostalgia lane. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this song, and so it was pretty cool. Uh, I like, you know, I really like about three songs on okay. that album. Like, I, I don't know, yeah. Nothing like stands out though, you know, but I definitely did have this album, and I. I don't hate it. It's fair. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it either. I mean, I definitely. Again, I mean, I'm. I wasn't a huge. I think that my punk music kind of listening starts later in the '90s, so I didn't go back and see some of the stuff. So for me, it was it more becomes some of that like later '90s into the early 2000s. That yeah. like screamo punk stuff, which I mean, you know, because you hear random songs that I'll play, I'll be like, oh, I like this this Thursday song, this that or whatever. Yeah. So it's always, uh, I'm like, I'm definitely behind the curve when it comes to that. Well, I mean, Ran- the thing about Rancid too is that Tim Armstrong's voice is so specific. Mm-hmm. It's almost like comically cartoonish, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like super um, nasally, like this. I don't know. The way he sings is very specific. But the thing I really like about Rancid is the bass lines. They have really good like bass right. tracks. And you like bass? I you do. Play I play bass. bass, so I always notice that and I, I always appreciated that. It's very energetic. Um, so it was never like my favorite band, but I always liked it. Yeah. I mean, I, 
again, you know, when we do this big picture overview, I think what can get lost sometimes is where, you know, there could be hidden gems for people of that genre that really enjoy it. Like, I don't know that much about this in order to be any sort of aficionado to have that kind of conversation. Right. So I'm like, you know, you explain to me. And I know the best part about you is that we had such an opposite experience, which we talk about a lot. Um, your experience was... Um, you know, your dad would be like, hey, I'll buy you these albums. You're the person that Columbia gets. You're the young girl that they get that goes Columbia Records, you know, 10 for, uh, you know, a dollar. But really, then you end up spending like $30 in shipping and handling every month. Like, I was like... I think I, I only did that once, and I think I still owe them their penny or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, right? 10 yeah. for 10 cents, and you look through all the albums, but... Like, I was just the opposite. So wherever I got was, like, a hand-me-down. It was a tape. It was a bootleg. It was whatever. But it was always, like, kind of family or, like, you know, then when I got a little older, friends. But friends was not into this kind of stuff at that point. So I just never got any of this. And and just the whole distribution of music, especially in the 90s, is just right on the cusp of where it's all going to change. And when it does, that's when we can be having this conversation now, 30 years later, and say, oh, yeah, I just clicked like on all of it and it all downloaded it and there it was and i'm like oh okay you know because i take a band like the red house painters i'm like i probably would have really liked them if i ever heard them before now right yeah, like yeah. i'm like i don't I think like them i don't think they would have been my jam at the time but they were i mean they are good like they're fine yeah it's just so yeah. hard to have so much music available to you at once and then really to kind of know where to point your your compass to kind of look at all this stuff and start to figure it out. You know what I liked that I wasn't into at the time because I, you know, obviously, like you said, it's hard, it was hard to find music back then, or, you know, it was the PJ Harvey. Yeah. You, I couldn't so, see myself being into that. So I said to you, I was like, yo, PJ Harvey has an album. And I saw the, the front face and, and the, the album cover anyway, I, it, it reminded me of like a cross almost between like an Amy Winehouse and like a Fiona Apple, right? Like that's mm-hmm. like what the, the album cover looked like. That was the vibes that I got. Fiona Apple, obviously later in the nineties and then um, Amy Winehouse, you know, into the you know 2010s, maybe 2000. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you exactly when that time was. But it doesn't really give me Amy Winehouse vibes, but that's okay. No, no, no. The album cover. No, I'm looking at the album cover The right person. Now. Like, like, like her, the longer black hair. Oh, you mean hair. the way that she looks. Yeah. yeah. The, yes. And then the album gave me, like, more Fiona Apple kind of vibes. Like, Fiona Apple, but also, like, weirder. Like, I don't know. Tell me your... Because you said that there's a song I, out there that yeah, I should have heard. Yeah, you would. It's like water. It's called, like, In the Water. It's just... She's just, like, little fish, big fish, swimming in the water, come back here. And give me my daughter. And you've definitely heard that. Okay. I mean, I believe you. I mean, I really do feel like you've heard that song. Another English, you know, and kind of looking at this, a lot of English people dropping some albums this month, right? Oh, her name is actually Polly Jean Harvey. PJ Harvey. Oh, yeah. Polly's a a, a very 90s, I feel like a very 90s type name. Maybe that's just because of Nirvana's song Polly that I think that. Okay. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I don't really have anything crazy to say about this. I, I haven't heard of any, like, I never heard this album, but... It was a fun listen. It, it's it's it unexpected. It's cool to think that, like, you know, as we sit here and we talk and, you know, kind of looking now and sometimes we do a little bit more research before. Sometimes we do it a little bit more live when we talk, which is, again, great. Love the Internet. When I'm looking at this and seeing, like, oh, she's English. And I'm like, oh, well, Blur's English. And then I'm like, the Cure released an album. I'm like, wow, it's really cool to hear, like, the different sounds. And then to hear those sounds now and then to kind of be able to say, 
I like that sound or I don't like that sound. Whereas back then, again, there's a reason that I didn't hear this album and there's a reason I didn't hear the Blur album. They were not in America available for a 10 year old to get. It was also, I don't consume. feel like really on the radio, you know, I, I've not, never heard right. any of those songs. Like not to say that because I haven't heard them, people haven't, but I don't think that that was really but they're like English. They're, they're so the popular. point is you're not going to hear it on American radio. They're not going to be promoting that stuff like I that. I don't know if you've ever heard of a little band called the Beatles. It's true, except I think what I'm getting at here is not that you're not going to hear, <laughs> um, you know, Sinead O'Connor. You're not not that you're not going to hear these amazing wild um, international acts. It's more like if this is a very good international act, you might not hear it, or you might only hear their one or two really great songs. You're not going to hear their entire. Oh, P.J. Harvey has a new album. It's going to be right there next to you know Nirvana. Like it's just not going to be the same thing because it's not appealing to the same people, right? right, right. It's Overall, 30 years later, you could hear it and be like, you know, I like that sound. I like what that that is. But again, that's that circle. Like, you know, coming to, you know, the Blur album Modern Rubbish now is a lot different than if I was there 30 years ago. Right. It could have been a little bit more helpful to them than me listening and them getting uh, one half of a percentage point of a penny on Spotify. You know, me going and buying the album. If I, I don't even know if I've ever been seen the album in the wild. Like, I just can't remember song two. I mean, that's that's the thing that I remember with Blur. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. I don't remember anything, you know, outside of that. I'm pretty sure I learned how to play that riff on guitar and, you know, to just play it over and over and over again. Yeah. Brain cells just explode. <laughs> so, yeah, when, like I said, I listened to this PJ Harvey album. I was kind of like, wow, okay, um, there's a lot going on. But I can also now understand that a little bit better, knowing that she's English. It actually makes more sense <laughs> to me. What? Because if you really think about it, this she's on an island, they're on an island, she's in Europe, right? So this song, these songs and the sound and this thing is coming from this specific area. Think about Seattle and grunge, how that is coming from that specific area. And then think about what we have going on in Los Angeles and on the West Coast and then on the East Coast with hip hop. Like think about how those are different sounds. Same thing, you know, same idea, maybe same genre, different sounds. You know, it is I, interesting. It is interesting how I that, play you how a, happens. a Dr. Dre song. You know, I play you something off the chronic or I play you a Tupac song and I play you a Biggie song and you know the difference. Mm-hmm. Like you just, Absolutely. you know, immediately. Same genre, different sound. You know, I play you something from, like I said, I play you something from Nirvana and then I play you a PJR, like same like idea that they're like, let's say rock music, right? If you want to call that rock music or if she's like folk, but, or, or pop, whatever you want to call it. But again, different thing. Now, when you get to more Janet Jackson and you're more in the pop space, that like pop sounds I, I feel like pop I think and again that's why it's called pop music because it's popular music I feel like it really appeals to such a broad range of people and the sound is really going to be resonant to most people wherever they are right PJ Harvey might be very more specific to the English area but her sound and and the explosion of that sound is is you know, it, it, it's just interesting to me. I, I really like that, especially when we find those different little things. Because I'm like, man, I really, there's just, I, I'm glad that I'm getting, uh, hearing a lot more English stuff that's from that time. That's me. I don't know. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. This is her fifth studio album. Yeah, this album is a monster. Do you know what makes this album so special? Why don't you tell me? Well, not to mansplain, but Wikipedia told me. <laughs> that's how you know it's true by the way that is a hundred percent how you know it's true so the album 
is Janet. This is a fifth studio album. The albums before, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of scuttlebutt. Hey, maybe she's not doing this on her own. Maybe it's more like riding the coattails of the name, that, that sort of thing. So she took it upon herself to write all the lyrics for this album. Oh. So then instead of it being, you know, kind of produced songs that she's just singing along, dancing along, she wrote all the lyrics. So that's why, especially in uh, The Way Love Goes, it's like, that's The Way Love Goes. It's a little spicy. Lyr- lyrics a little spicy. She's got a little heat on that. Yeah, the whole album's a little spicy. Because she wrote all the lyrics herself. That's awesome. So we did watch the uh, music video for That's The Way Love Goes. Immediately when it's on, I'm like, Jen, that's J-Lo. And we were just going back and forth, and you were like, who? Where? Well, but you didn't even see her. You just heard her. I heard her. I mean, she's got one of the most distinctive voices of the past 30 years. Of course you know what she sounds like. Like, when you hear Jennifer Lopez's his voice, how do you not know what she sounds I like? I didn't. I wasn't expecting to hear her, so I didn't. I didn't clock it. You know, you always got to keep your head on a swivel for, J- <laughs> for J Lo in the early '90s. She's on a living color, right? Apparently, this is like she was like uncredited as a backup dancer in this music video, and from what you know, her interview that she gave, you know, she loved you know later on, she loved Janet Jackson, big inspiration, that sort of deal. But she's right there in the video. I'm like, oh, that's J Lo. Like, I know what J Lo looks like. I know what J Lo sounds like. It's, it's all the same. She's still Jenny from Blonde. Yeah. So that was you, cool that she was in that in that video. Did you have this album? Like, what was your attachment no. to this album? No, I didn't have this album. Um, but I mean, I remember the singles obviously, like every other person alive during this time. I did not. You don't remember that's the way love goes, or no. again, you know, you don't. No, when I'm listening. Or to if them, no, I'm listening to them. I'm like, eh, eh. you never heard that's no. the way love goes. No. No. That's part of the beauty of this whole That's insane adventure. because it's like these songs were so... That's what I was going to say was that I feel like this is one of those things where the popular songs like kind of override whatever kind of music you were into or what you had or bought because it was just in the zeitgeist everywhere. Like it... Sure, but if you're 10, 11, 12, let's say. As, as we were. But let's let's give it, you know, I'm I'm 10 at this point or 11. So let's give it, let's give it that. And then, then let's just say, where would I hear this song? I'd hear it in a, a Mandy's dressing room. I'd hear it in a, <laughs> <laughs> you, right? you were a trying to close that. No, Mandy's cause I'd be like sitting, waiting while my mom's in the Mandy's dress, right? Like a fashion bug. Like I'd hear fashion it in bug. a cow door. Like, where am I going to oh, hear this shit. song? Where am I going to hear yes, this song? Yes, at all those places. Radio, okay. all, all the places so you just So if I'm paying said. attention, I might hear it there. Now in terms of the radio. When who, you put on MTV. Who controlled the radio in your car? At this age. Who controlled it? Um, Ms. Only Child. Who controlled it? Well, it was, I would say it was kind of a democracy. Sometimes, sometimes I would choose music. Sometimes my parents would. Um, If my mom was driving, we'd be listening to something like The Eagles. Garth. Or, no, my mom wasn't big into Garth Brooks then. That was more my dad. So my mom would be the Eagles oldies, right? If I was with my dad... He'd let me put my music on and I'd put on my radio stations or, which were, you know, like alternative rock and stuff. My dad would listen to country. I hated country, but I wouldn't be that much of a brat that I'd be like, I cannot listen to this at all. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a democracy. Did you sit up front at 11 years old in the car? Yeah. I think I've told you, though, that I was 
this tall. I was, I literally was. That's not, that's not the question. Yes, of course. I was, okay. I was a so full you, grown you person. With, you were I was within very arm's tall. reach of. Did you not the sit up front station. at 11? So when we were kids, the rule, first of all, we had. I mean, now th- I know that you don't, right? There's three of us, right? That's so, true. That's true. Three of us and then my parents. So if we were going, let's say, you know, with most of the time, I'd say we went somewhere with my mom. Maybe we went somewhere with my dad. Now, Nine out of ten times, there would be at least a couple of us that would go, right? So the rule was always the oldest sits up front. Always the rule. So my sister always sat up front. If my dad wasn't in the car, or my mom, vice versa. Oldest sits up front. So then I would come next, right, in line to potentially sit up front. So if you're thinking you're going to leave the house a hundred times in a week, and you're thinking how many how many chances am I going to get that's just going to be me, or just me and my brother, right? Now my brother would complain. And, well, I mean, and, rightfully so. He didn't choose hey, to be the youngest. I, I want to sit in the So then sometimes he would get to sit in the front. So for the most part, I'd be like, oh, I'll just kind of sit in the back. So no arm available to reach over to the radio station. We would be listening to tapes or we would be listening to like Walk FM or we'd be listening to like, we didn't even listen to like BLI. Like we didn't even listen to like classic rock at that point. So it would probably be like yacht, what would be considered like yacht rock now, like Phil Collins, Genesis, like... That Rod Stewart, that kind of stuff, or like maybe I'm trying to think. I mean, the show tunes is usually like on a long road trip. The show tunes is fucking hilarious. Yeah, the Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> for discography when we when like we they... had a, when we had the 1993 Dodge Intrepid or 1995 Dodge Intrepid yeah. with the 10 CD changer, and the only ones that were loaded was Andrew Lloyd Webber's oh like God. entire discography. It's yeah. like a it's like you. It, <laughs> Yeah, my dad was so excited about that. The Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's like a sitcom. Or like a... uh, It's like a National Lampoon's. Sort of, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's it's so funny. So needless to say, I never really got to turn on the radio station. Never got to change a radio station. Never got to put on any of my music. So like, we did not listen to pop music. That was just not what we did. Doesn't mean that it didn't come in in different ways, but like I said, where would I hear that song? Uh, you know, walking into a. Fucking... It was definitely on WBLI. I mean, it was definitely on popular music stations. Right, but I don't even know if I was listening to WBLI then. Is the point? Like, I listened to that. Let's say by the time I'm in like ninety seven, ninety eight, that stuff's more. Plus, the pop music too. There was a big, there, and there's gonna be like a big crossover where like you could turn that on, and like Eminem's gonna be on that, Biggie's gonna be on that. Like, it was a very strange moment. Mm-hmm. Bef- but, where, but Janet Jackson really like always would have been, like... But we didn't listen to that. This so time. You know, I hear you. I hear you. But I just feel like it was in the zeitgeist. And I still... I'm not going to get over the fact that you've never heard That's the Way Love Goes. Or even again. Like, again, I that song, like, it makes me emotional. And I, I don't know... It's, I mean, it's just a beautiful song. But when I heard it, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this song. And, like, I yeah, felt emotional. I, I don't it, yeah. know if... I had, like, some sort of something I equated it with back then or what, but it really, like, it brought me to a place, and it was it was cool. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't tell you because I don't know the answer. But I just this album know. has 28 tracks, which is wild, and a lot of them are just a few seconds of, like, talking. Mm-hmm. I think every other track is basically, with, like, a couple exceptions, is just, like, 10 seconds of... Like a skit track. A skit, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just... Uh, but no, I didn't I didn't own it. It's fair. I mean, like, like I said, for me, in terms of kind of where it's all at, I just feel like, you know, I, I just... It's just a, a miss. I, I don't know any of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to it now. Um, 
you know, and the way I put these together, sometimes I just kind of go in like order of what it says. So sometimes it ends up being like, oh, here's blur. Here's like, so the way that the playlist comes together. So this was like probably hour three of listening to all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like this is fine. I mean, sometimes with this stuff, you can really hear that it, it, it I guess the way, you know, what I want to say is like ages well, sort of like, it feels like it's just like, um, how do I say it right? Like, it feels like, to me, anyway, it feels like it's like, I hear this now, and I'm like, this could somehow, you know, you you hear how music now came from this. Absolutely. Right? You you hear the, the DNA. You hear the bones. Even you're like, you're like, if this was 80% of a song now, you know, you could offshoot 20 to 30% to get into, like, you know, just kind of the, how it's put together, how it's done. So, you can hear the DNA. It's not, it's not offensive, because it's been so no. put into the culture. Also, like, with the reemergence of, like, 90s culture, even watching the video, I was like, I feel like the things, the, the fashion, mm-hmm. and even the way that, like, the apartment that they were in was decorated, like, it was all, like, warm tones and stuff, but it all felt like, if you walked into that place now, you wouldn't feel like you were in a time warp. It actually all felt, like, cool and stylish, e- even to today's standards. Seeing Jennifer Lopez there, and then being like, wow. <laughs> Like, if she, like, she could be someone out, like, that's, like, the way, the clothing and how the stuff is, like, how, like you said, the fashion, how it's all put together, mm-hmm. that's, like, what's kind of circling back around. So, it's just wild to see all that. To be like, oh, there could be, like, a 20-year-old kid right now that's wearing something just like that. Right? It's wild to kind of see that in some of these videos. Other ones, like the, you know, crazy video that we watched and those other things, I mean, again, technology didn't age so well. But a bunch of people sitting around talking in an apartment... <laughs> that's life. I mean, that's just what it all is, right? That's always going to be the way it is. People are going to, you know, commune and talk. So the technology part doesn't, doesn't play as big of a factor, let's say, as uh, that crazy video last month. Like that was wild. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that something. was that, just how computers don't work that way. But yeah, this was a, this was a fun listen because it was definitely nostalgic. And sometimes I like months like this where there's nothing that really sticks out as like, um, oh my God, this was my favorite album. I'm so happy we get to talk about this. It's just more like, oh, we got to listen to some stuff that maybe we're not super familiar with or, you know, wasn't our favorite because it really gets you, I, I don't know. It Like again, like listening to again, like I didn't remember that song, but I, the second I heard it, I remembered it. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't been in my brain forever and it's really fun to rediscover stuff, right? Like, that clicked in your brain so quick that you were like, oh, and this, so... The number one single was Looking Through Patient Eyes by PM Dawn. Boop. I did not, I don't know what that is. Um, it, it was released on March 1st as the second single from their studio album, The Bliss Album. So I don't know what it was, but that was the number one single. Um, after that, then it was That's the Way Love I'm gonna, Was. I'm going to, can I play it for a second or will we get sued with our... Well, you could press pause and we'll be right back. You can pause it, because I don't know if you really can do that or not. I've heard people do it that are way more popular than us, but okay. I'm reading about the music video that was shot, like, with church iconography. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they said that it's, uh, like, similar <laughs> sounding to, like, George Michael, and I think it samples that. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, it seems yeah. that way. Like, it, definitely not for me. Um, oh, but my God. Tough no, crowd. It's not a tough crowd. I'm, I'm saying I've never heard that song, and I understand why. It's just not... If you played that song... If we were at a 90s trivia, and they're like, we're going to play this song. 
it was a top single or whatever, top chart, I would be like, is that a boys to men song? Is that a, like, I just wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't would know at all. It would be like one of those, like, okay, I lose. I get it. Um, but I was going to say that was the number one song from May 1st to 15th. So three weeks on the, on the chart. Then we get Janet Jackson who will stay there the whole month of June and, uh, will not be dethroned into mid July. And then we get, I can't help falling in love with by UB 40, which is like one of the biggest songs. And that's like late July. And that takes us through September. Then we get some uh, Mariah Carey, Dream Lover. That album I had. Now, that's an album that I had. Yep. And And I was obsessed with it. And then Meat Love. uh, Meat Lover. Meat Love. Meat Lover. (laughs) Meat Love. Anything for love. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. And that in my head is still a song from like the early 80s. Like I I can't understand how these things came out at the same time Mm -hmm. at all. Like it's wild. And then again becomes the song um, late December. December 18th through the 31st so it does circle back but that's the way love goes massive hit this cool i didn't know that she wrote all these lyrics Mm -hmm. um and that this album is basically like her owning her own sexuality and that is cool you know yeah because in the 90s like was that you know wasn't really a thing right yeah 100 percent for women very cool Anything else you want to add this week? I think we kind of talked about what we could talk about. I think we did the thing. I think we did it. Do you want to get into our game? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Where did we leave off? I What's think we're the at 3-3, three, three, unless I didn't add last week's score. 3-3? Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. You ready, Jen? Yeah, you want me to ask you first? You want to ask me first? I'll ask you first. Okay. What 1999... Well, hold on. Let's back up. Uh-oh. We are playing a game of Trivial Pursuit cards with the loser being the first person, uh, being the last person to get 10. So right now we're three to three. Ties don't count. Mm-mm. The winner gets a copy of 90s Trivial Pursuit purchased for them, which we will then use uh, as a tax write-off and continue to play the <laughs> 90s Trivial Pursuit. So right now we're at three to three. What 1999 horror movie follows three college students filming a documentary as they search for an evil figure in the backwoods of Maryland? The Blair Witch Project. Oh, it has to be. And you know what's funny? is like when I read that, as I'm reading that, I'm like, this is 93. Mm-hmm. I don't know barely anything. But by 99, like... Pfft, I know. I can I know. recall it. Like, Because that like, was our time. So, yeah. That's when we were... 100%. You know, that was our time to... Our time to shine. Which Ron Howard film recreated the Houston, we have a problem, moon landing mission in 1995? Apollo 13. Yep. What Czechoslovakian-born woman was sworn in in 1997 as the first female U.S. Secretary of State? For those that can't understand that pregnant pause, um, Jen's eyes furrowed to a level. The brow furrowed to a level. It is Madeline Albright. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I would... I mean, I'm really thinking of Czechoslovakian sounding names, right? Like, that was a... Again, because it's all about, you know... <clears throat> what young gymnast nailed a vault with one injured ankle to Terry help... Terry Strug. Her team, the Magnificent Seven. 
in the Golden Atlanta in 1996. Yeah? The Dow Jones Industrial Average broke a record on March 29th, 1999, when it closed above what number for the first time? 5,000, 10,000, or 15,000? 10,000. 10,000 is correct. He is on. So confidently, I have no idea. All right, here we go. Wait, I got to get this right. If I don't get this right, we tie again. Yeah. No pressure, no pressure, no no pressure. What pre-Firefox browser adopted a dinosaur named Mozilla as its corporate mascot in the 90s? Pre-Firefox. Mm-hmm. A dinosaur named Mozilla. Yeah. Like, let me talk through this for a second. Talk through it. Like, I feel like there was a web browser called Mozilla. That's not where I'm going. It's not right. where I'm going to end. But I feel like that was the thing. I think it's called Mozilla Firefox. If I'm not right. Like, the one now. Okay. I'm going to say web browser. I'm going to... Okay. Read it again. What pre-Firefox browser adopted a dinosaur named Mozilla as its corporate mascot in the 90s? Firefox. Uh, MSN. No, I'm sorry. It's Netscape. Netscape. Oh, my I wouldn't have gotten it either I, at all. Damn. That puts us two to two. Whew. Yeah. So we're saying at a three to three? Uh, yeah. Three. Yeah. Wow. That's really wild because I really, I don't understand how... Um, I feel like it was Mozilla. You're right. Maybe it was Mozilla Firefox, but I remember like Mozilla. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, because I have fire, like that's the only other browser I downloaded like years ago because mm-hmm. something wouldn't work with Safari and uh, it said like Mozilla Firefox. Right. 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 Now, as I'm looking around here, uh, and I'm going to plug what we're going to be doing next, I see a, um, we do every year a friends and family kind of Christmas grab bag thing. And I had gone to the store and saw a Sam Mayday Malone cheers for those that don't know a cheers bobblehead that I purchased. I'm staring at it right now. Everyone knows Sam Malone. And I'm just thinking like we just watched last night for our TV show podcast. We just watched the series finale of cheers. We watched yeah. that hour of cheers, which is still, cool. I mean, seemed like it was wonderful. Still it ended the only way I could. End. I'm pretty positive and, and I'll bring this up when we record it but um, do you know who the person was at the door like a piece of trivia like i didn't look it up but i'm like 95 percent certain that i'm right because i've like heard this before otherwise this is like an no but i figured it was supposed to be somebody supposed to be the creator i think like he's at the door oh so he's finally like like on screen because you never see him you just see the back of his head yeah yeah, so i'm pretty sure it's like the creator of the show i'm pretty sure oh that's cool yeah right so like he made all those episodes i have thoughts i have thoughts on the finale it'll be good we're going to be doing on our TV feed, which will be coming out, should be coming out this week, otherwise early next week, depending on when we release these. But when we do our TV show this month, we're going to cover Cheers and the idea of the series finale, right? Just kind of talk about what left us and then we'll talk about Cheers because usually in the summer, especially this time, it's usually a little lighter in terms of things that we're going to watch. June, we're going to cover Say by the Bell because they're launching the new class, the college years, which is the fucking worst, but so good, but so bad. And uh, Jen, they're all at the same fucking school and they all get to dorm together. No, it's they're not all there. Stupid. Jesse's not there. Lisa's not there. Jesse's making showgirls. She's busy. Okay. Jesse's making showgirls and I don't know where Lisa went. Okay. Okay. So they're not, so it's not everybody. 
Okay. Tori. I don't see Tori. Well, the, the best... I don't see Violet. The best part is that they literally are like, yeah, we're just... We're going to try to just do the guys. And, <laughs> and then they within live like right four... next door to each other in like adjoining rooms. But then within four episodes, they just add Kelly. Because they're like, yeah, we need to... Because that because yeah. at first like they're like no and then they immediately have like the cringy storyline of her like with her professor like come on man like this is Saturday morning kids shows like what are you trying to instill that like that's somehow okay right they're all just drooling over Professor Lasky like come on take it easy for kids I forgot about Professor Lasky how could you ever forget like the ridiculousness then of like Zach trying to get her but meanwhile like Professor Lasky's whatever and I don't even think they like. Hopefully they say he's like 25, like I'm hoping, but still. He's young. No, he's young. But still, you know that Kelly Kapowski, based on what they told you in the show that we watched go off the air, you know that she could be what? 23 because she's terrible she's, at school? Like, she's supposed to be 18. Like, what are 18. we doing? I what mean, are we it's, doing? It's legal. It's, yeah, it's sketch. She's probably like 23, 24. Me too. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not me too. It's sketch. Is it? Is it sketch? But, I mean, she's trying to date her professor. Like, that's just... I like, will tell you, you totally had a feeling that that was not only a possibility, but something that happened on the regs, which it probably is. On the regs. Yes. 100%. As a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. So you go to college, you date your professor. That, you that's cool. You date an older guy. Like, that's fine. That's just, fun. Pff, all the girls are trying to get with Professor Lasky. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. What? Real quick, before Doesn't we go. Doesn't he have, like, a daughter, too? I feel like he does. Real quick, before we go. What is, like, your favorite terrible storyline from the college years? Before we go. Oh. I, well, I mean, I already forgot about Professor Lasky, so I, I don't know if Best I... Best storyline, Screech trying to, like, make friends, and then they're like, yo, go get his helium, and then they have, like, an entire, like, drug <laughs> PSA. Like, when... That's, like, in... I would say it's probably episode... <laughs> I don't remember this. It's probably episode four or five, and they're, like, having a rave, but they're, like, doing a rave. Like, I think at first they, they, they do it in, like... Because Professor Lasky is a sociology professor, so they do it in... Like, they're going to do it in their room, but then, like, the dean, because, of course, the dean, who is, like, making hundreds of thousands of dollars on an endowment program, is just obviously fucking around with Zach Morris, because we need to have that same belding thing, whatever. That's just not how that would work. Like, that motherfucker, Zach, would have been thrown so far out. But the dean is like, (laughs) I'm watching you, like, no parties, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Golik, Mike uh, Golik's brother or whatever, the Golik guy, he's, like, not there. The RA isn't there. The RA is my favorite part of the whole thing. Like, what goes on? So they, like, end up having the rave party, like, in Professor Lasky's, like, lecture hall. And then, like, he shows up because he also, like, lives, like, in his office. So, like, he shows up and, like, saves all the kids and, like, saves Zach from getting expelled. But, like, part of that is, like, some, like douchey frat dudes because like screech is like pledging because he wants to get like friends they're like yo go get us i don't know if i've ever seen this episode 100 percent, yeah he's like yo you're a science nerd go get us like um you know go get us like uh helium and then he won't but then like slater's like standing up for him but then like also like slater is not now like the biggest is this because they want to talk in squeaky voices no it's because they want to do drugs at a rave so he's like oh go get go get us like helium to like do drugs like or or no no he gives them helium they wanted like whippets or whatever and he gives them helium and so then I'm they like, all talk is, with squeaky you don't voices. do drugs with, okay because no, i'm like this doesn't he make gives sense them helium. he okay. gives them helium. okay my fault that i don't remember like, like every what beat drug beat do you episode. do with helium it just no, makes they're you squeaky gonna do, they're literally gonna do like whippets or something and and okay, so he they gives want them, He gives them helium because he's not going to give them those drugs. They want CO2, to, right? To whatever, do like, whatever. they want like sweet Nit- air whatever. or what, yeah, whatever. nitrous. That's what it is. Whatever they want. But then the point is then Slater's like, oh, I'm going to beat everybody up because, you know, Slater's just like the biggest guy in Bayside, but we're now we're not in Bayside. So this is that whole circle. And I'm like, man, this is just bad. I don't remember this episode. 
oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, when are we go up there? I'm going to Google it and send it to you and be like, watch this episode. And then you watch it on Peacock. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to well, be. We're going to say by the bells are sold. I'm going to, we're going to do so much say by the bell watching before our June special. So we'll have to, we'll have to put that on there. We are Becky left the chat uh at gmail.com we are blc underscore pod at twitter we are on instagram we are on your pod bean we know you're out there we see you listening we know you're on the spotify we know you're out there we see you listening this is our music episode for those that care we are three to three tied up on our trivial pursuit game we'll be back next week talking about the series finale of cheers talking about series finales in general and as a kid yeah, we have a lot of them like. to go over because yeah. we are you know we're talking about 30 years now the revival life that comes into play in the next past five years and still going on now like they're bringing all this shit back like they're not bringing cheers back but they're bringing fraser back did you know that yeah i did actually they're bringing fraser back so i mean they bring shit back who knows maybe sam malone i bet you fucking ted dancer shows up on fraser i bet you he shows up like yo sam malone's out here you know need some help it's it's cool. I like that idea uh, where people get to come back in. They brought back Full House. 100%. They bring all that shit back. I'm not going to say I didn't watch all of it. Fuller House. All right, guys. We are the 90s mixtapes. We appreciate all the listens, the likes, and we'll see you on the flip side. Bye.